Yeah, thanks, ma'am. All right, open book question. What's the name of the series that we are in right now? There you go. I am. We're looking at the statements of Jesus of what he said about himself. And I know it's behind me. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it's an open book quiz because it's or it's more of an open screen quiz. But yeah, we're looking at the statements that Jesus said about himself. Who did Jesus say that he is? OK, guys over there. You good? You with me? All right. You guys good? You with me back there? You with me? Awesome. Say I am. Today we're looking at the I am statement of Jesus where he says, I am the light of the world. Look at this in John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So I did an experiment. You know, when I'm like making my messages for you guys and um, I really try to like let the word of God like affect my heart because I don't want to just teach you guys about the Bible. I want to like experience it myself and share with you guys just really how God is showing me stuff personally. And so I thought I'm going to give myself an immersive experience because Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't walk in darkness. So I thought I'm going to go into a really dark room and just sit there. So that's what I did. I went to the youth room. I turned off the lights and then I went to the back closet and I turn off the lights. And you guys think this is weird, I know, whatever. But I was trying to like really just have this immersive experience in darkness to try to better appreciate, okay, Jesus is the light of the world. Just to try it out, just for fun. And as I'm sitting there in this closet, uh, the youth room light, I can see, you know, from inside the closet, the youth room light turns on. So somebody like walked into the youth room. I'm just kind of sitting there and it's still dark in the closet. But then somebody comes over and the, the, the closet door is like, Shuffling a little bit, and then they open it, and it's Margie. And she goes, ah! she's like terrified. She's like, you, what, you, why, like what? So Margie, imagine her point of view. She walks, she walks in the room. She turns on the light. She walks in the closet. He turns it on, and then she sees me sitting there by myself in a chair in the dark. And she's probably thinking the new youth pastor is possessed or something. And she's probably really creeped out. And I was like, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. And I told her what I was doing. Like, Jesus is the light of the world and all that. And she's like, okay. Okay. Like, all right. I'm out of here, you know. But that's, that's kind of how my week started off. I don't know about yours. But tonight we're talking about Jesus is the light of the world. How many of you guys have ever been scared of the dark? How many of you guys still are? How many of you guys are brave enough to admit you still are? Yeah, a bunch of liars. You're a bunch of liars. I'm not the guys who aren't raising their hands. Like, yeah, we're afraid of the dark. I remember when I was little, I was afraid of, like, getting kidnapped. I don't know why. I just was. So I had this little nightlight. I also remember to, like, fend off the bad guys at night in the dark. Went to Target. Got myself one of those lightsabers. You guys ever get one of those? The thing is, that's such fake marketing because when you're a little kid, you think it's real. And then you get it, and it's like I could, like you could just kind of break it between your legs if you really try. So I was ready to protect myself against the darkness. So many of us are afraid of the dark. The obvious reason is you can't see anything. You don't know what's out there, and it's scary. But there's a different kind of darkness as well, besides just the physical darkness. God's Word talks about a spiritual darkness. And God's word says something that might sound weird to us. 
It says that a lot of people prefer the dark. In fact, it says that they love the dark. Jesus himself says this in John chapter 3, verse 18 through 20. He says, whoever believes in him, he's talking about himself, Jesus, is not condemned. That means whoever believes in in Jesus is not under God's judgment because they've been saved. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but the people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. So he's talking about a spiritual darkness. And he says, people love the darkness and they hate the light. And the proof of this is because their deeds, Jesus says, are evil. And we automatically look at that and we think, that's not me. Jesus can't be talking about me. I don't love the darkness. I got my little nightlight. I don't love the darkness, Jesus. But when we actually look at our choices sometimes, if you choose bitterness over forgiveness, you're choosing to love darkness over light. If you choose to, I don't know, there's so many, there's so many different examples. If you choose um, gossiping over telling the truth about someone, you're choosing darkness over light. We make choices all the time that are choosing that darkness over the light. And we, in some moments, love the darkness more than the light. We have to ask ourselves, why? Somebody say, why? Why? Why do we do it? We know darkness isn't good. We know we shouldn't do it. The reason is because it's fun. Somebody said it. It's fun. Oh, my goodness. And we kind of hate to admit that. But if sin wasn't fun, at least for a little bit, or at least for a little amount of time, if sin wasn't fun, nobody would do it. Right? Nobody would do it. Sin is fun. So go home tonight, tell your parents, what did you learn at church? Sin is fun. (laughs) Don't take it out of context, because we're still... What if I ended the message right there? (laughs) I would get fired. You get a phone call from Pastor Chip. Get out of here, man. No, sin is fun. But, like, for example, it's fun for people to gossip about others because it makes them feel accepted in that group at the detriment of that other person's reputation. It's fun for people to lie because then they can manipulate others for their own agenda. It's fun for people to hurt others because they would rather hurt others than put themselves out there and potentially be the first one to get hurt. Why do we love darkness? I think one of the main reasons we love darkness, not just because it's fun, but also because we don't know, or someone who doesn't know Jesus, they don't know what is good. They haven't experienced the light. It's kind of like if all you ever had is Burger King, and I tell you about this thing called In-N-Out, and you're like, no, man, Burger King's the best. But I'm like, dude, you got to try In-N-Out. You don't know. It's not reverse. Come on. Or like, it's like the difference between new Taylor Swift's Songs are old Taylor Swift songs. The old ones are so much better. They're so much better. I don't know if that was a controversial thing to say, but I said it. There you go. In the same way, people who have been stuck in darkness, they don't know any different. They don't know how good the light is. 
They don't know how good the light is. And you can't love darkness and also love the light because they're opposites. You have to love one or the other. So the question is, how do you know? Everybody say, how do I know? How do I know? How do you know if you are in the darkness like Jesus is talking about or if you are in the light? The question is, what do you love? Do you love darkness? Do you love to sin and you just don't care about it? Or do you love God and you repent and you turn back to him? What do you actually love? It says that they're afraid to go near the light. People who love darkness. So you guys have met my dog, Tempe. We got a picture of Tempe. There we go. It's Tempe. So she's actually a little bit bigger than that now. But um, Tempe likes to, she sleeps in our room like on the floor. And she likes to sometimes go over by the curtain. And she's over there by the curtain and she will move around or whatever. And sometimes in the morning she'll open the curtain. It's the most annoying thing. She'll just open just that crack just enough to where it's enough light to just wake you up. And in the morning, I'm like, I don't want to see that. How many of you guys don't like the, to be woken up by the sun? I love that. Oh, I'm I'm I don't like it. I know everybody's different, but I don't like it. I want to cover my eyes. And in the same way, people who love darkness, whenever they get a little bit of light, and we're talking about the good kind of light, they just want to cover their eyes. They want to remain asleep because they don't know what it feels like to really be awake and really feel alive. And that breaks the heart of God because God wants to make us alive. The other thing that scares him, he says, everyone who does evil hates light and will not come to the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed, that their sins will be exposed. What is it about being exposed that scares us so much. I think we're in denial. I think we're in denial of what could happen if we are exposed. Or we're in denial of our situation that we're in, so we don't want to be exposed. Like, for example, if you're living in sin because all your friends are, you might be in denial that your friends only like you as much as you are like them. They don't like you just for being you. They only like you so much as you do this thing with them over here that you know you're maybe not supposed to do. But if you didn't do it, they wouldn't like you. Are those real friends, if they only like you, if you're like them, they don't like you for being yourself. They don't like you for being who God made you to be. Sometimes we continue on paths of sin because we're in denial that these people aren't really our friends. Sometimes we're in denial that idolizing success in our life just makes us feel empty inside. So we keep pursuing more and more and more, but it doesn't satisfy us and we are in denial. We are scared of being exposed that we aren't really happy and admitting that. We're afraid of shame and exposing the problem in our hearts, just like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Right after they sinned, they hid. They hid from God because they were ashamed. And God was crying out, where are you? Where are you? Not because God didn't know where they are, but because God was showing them, look where you are. You're hiding from me. This isn't what I made you for. I made you for something so much greater than this. Later on in the day, 
you know, so Margie came into the closet and I, and I helped her get something out and she walked up, she walked over to the office and I was like, okay, Margie, I'm going back now. She's like, are you going back? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay. So then I know not to go and be scared again. And so I go back into the closet and I was thinking about this verse. You guys probably think I'm so weird. Um, but anyways, I'm thinking about this verse. I'm sitting in the dark and I thought, well, Jesus said, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, walk in darkness, but have the light of light. So I thought, I got to start walking around in this closet. So I just walk around and since I knew I was in darkness, I was careful and I wasn't like running around the closet. And so like, obviously I bumped into some stuff, but I was, yeah, very funny, right? I was, uh, I was careful enough to where I didn't get hurt. But it was so dark in there that I could, I don't even know if I could really see my hand in front of my face. And do you guys know that without Jesus in your life, that is your life, period. If you don't have Jesus in your life, you have no choice but to be in darkness because he is the only light of the world. But Jesus came to give us a way out. John 8, 12, we'll read it again. Jesus spoke to the people and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The good news that you need to hear tonight is that if you follow Jesus, you can know where you are and where you're going. Walking in the darkness, you're bumping into stuff. In the same way, what happens is when people are living in darkness, they don't know they're in darkness, but they're, they're living in that darkness, they're living in that sin, and sin still has consequences whether we know it or not. And so when the consequences of their sin come, just like if you're walking around in the darkness and you bump your knee, it happens. But when you don't know you're in darkness and you, and you bump your knee, you're like, why is everything going wrong? Why do I have this consequence in my life? And people who don't know that they're living in darkness, it's like that. They sin and they're not happy. And they don't know why. The answer is, you're living in darkness. And you need the light that Jesus freely offers you by His grace. But i got to be honest with you guys. It's scary to turn the lights on. It's like walking out of a cave. That's not Bigfoot. That's just a guy. It's like walking out of a cave... That maybe you've lived in your whole life. You've lived in this cave of darkness. And it's scary to walk out into the light. And you know what? God knows how that feels. Because Jesus suffered all of your fear on the cross. Jesus suffered all of your pain on the cross. He knows how it feels to be in that scary place. And it's scary because as you walk out there, your eyes aren't going to be ready for the brightness of the sun. And your skin isn't ready for the warmth. And your lungs aren't ready for the fresh air. But still, God calls you out to more than what you've been living for. He calls you to live in the light. But you might be scared because it's scary to have your sin exposed. I mean, if you lived in a cave your whole life, you wouldn't be looking too good. Right? You Not only would you be pale, but like you would just be pretty dirty, pretty nasty, and makeup is not going to help you walking out of that cave. It, you would just not look good. And so you're going out in public out of here and like you would probably feel you look at yourself in the mirror. And you're like, oh, my gosh, who is that? It doesn't it doesn't feel good to see ourselves in the light. But we have to see ourselves in the light 
for all that messy stuff to get out of our life. Otherwise, we're just living in the cave in denial of where we're at. But God calls us out of that. Sins have to be exposed before they can be disposed. If you want sin out of your life, if you want darkness out of your life, it has to be exposed. You have to bring it to God and say, I messed up. And one of the scariest things isn't just bringing it to God, it's admitting it to yourself. This is where I'm at. This is the darkness in my life. And you have to expose it for it to be disposed, for it to be thrown away out of your life. I want to tell you guys a gross story. Like when I was, when I was a kid, I had this wart on my pinky finger. All right. And it was just like this little wart and I would like try to pick at it and like tear it off, but it didn't really work. I don't know the details of like how warts, it's not there anymore. Like, look, it's fine. It's okay. It's not there anymore. But warts have like some sort of seed in there. Or I think, I don't know how exactly, am I right? Brown says no. There's something that makes them exist. I don't know what it is. What is it? Is that virus? Okay. There's probably different reasons. She says virus. But bottom line was, I had this thing. It was annoying. It was there for a long time, actually. And here's how I had to get it removed. You go to the doctor, and they put on, like, this super cold stuff. And it kind of hurts a little bit, and they freeze it off. It's cold stuff that, like, it's so cold that it burns. And it freezes off. And I could have kept living my life and most people probably wouldn't have noticed it wasn't that big or anything and I could have just kept living my life like this but if I wanted to get this thing removed I had to go to the doctor and I had to expose it I had to expose it for him to fix me and that wasn't fun in the moment but now look at my pinky it's great but in a similar way like we cover our sins and we don't want to deal with the darkness in our life and we, rather than expose it, we like hide it like Adam and Eve hiding in the garden. But we have to expose it to get the healing, to get the forgiveness that we need, that God has for us. Because God will heal the wounds that you show him. He will. He will forgive the sin that you confess to him. It's a promise in scripture in 1 John 1, 6-9. It says, so we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual what? Darkness. We are not practicing the truth, but we are live, if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all Wickedness. Here's the deal. There is no darkness. There is no darkness in your life that the blood of Jesus did not pay for. Some of you guys need to get this. Some of you guys didn't get that. There is no darkness in your life that the blood of Jesus did not pay for. No matter how bad it is, no matter how dark it is, the blood of Jesus paid for it. And the blood of Jesus can cleanse you from all sin. It's kind of like if you have this dark room, this huge dark cave, and just a tiny little candle. That tiny little candle can light up. And the darkness can't cover it. 
The Bible says that Jesus is the light that has come into the world and the darkness cannot overcome it. Even the tiniest little light, darkness runs from light. And so no matter how great the darkness in your life is, if you have the light of Jesus, it overcomes the darkness easily. It's not even a competition. It's not even a competition. He has disarmed the enemy completely. All you have to do is trust in him and step out into the light. So tonight, I think that there is something that you need to bring into the light. I don't know what that is for you. It might be a sin that you've been hiding. It could be an addiction. It could be a struggle. It could be a relationship. I don't know what that is for you. But there's something that you need to bring into the light so God will forgive you. Confess your sins. Bring it into the light. Be healed. Be changed. Be ex- exposed it so your sins can be disposed. And if you have never put your faith in Jesus and surrendered your life to him, then you need to bring your whole self into the light. Your entire self. And say, God, this is me. It's messy. It's dark. But this is me. And you promise that you are the light of the world. And you promise that if I follow you, I don't have to walk in this darkness anymore. But I can have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. But is he the light of your world? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much that you are the light of the world. God, that we don't have to walk in darkness anymore but that you give us the option to step out of darkness and into the light and into the life that you have for us that is so much better than walking around in darkness, Lord. I pray for any darkness in this room tonight that students have had in their hearts, Lord, that they would bring it out into the light to you, God, that they would surrender it to you. God, that they would take this as a message from you to step out into the light and receive the forgiveness that they've been longing for, that you freely offer to them. God, I pray even in this moment right now that they would just hand that over to you, God. Thank you so much for being our light. That you aren't just the light of the world, but you are the light of our world individually. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's what we're going to do, you guys. We're going to do a couple of small group questions. And so we're splitting up. Um, All the girls are splitting up in two rooms over in the kids' area. Okay. So right now, girls, can you guys get up and go over to that area? Kathy, I know you know how you guys used to do that. So Kathy and Brianna do two different groups. Brianna take high school. Kathy take middle school. Let's let the girls go for one second. And then next, middle school boys, can you guys go with Nate right now into the youth room? Middle school boys. And then high school boys, Michael, family room. Go with us, Michael. Let's go. Growing comfortable. Are you too scared to walk out of this? Tree?